Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, it's going to be um, the last New Year's special of, of, of well, say of the year, because there's not going to be no more. Because <laughs> we're, we're, it, uh, it's January. So um, in today's episode, join Amy, and, and today we're going to be speaking about IBD, and then Amy's going to be sharing her story um, as well. So it's going to be really, really cool. Uh, it's Amy's first podcast, so it's going to be really cool her to share her journey um and her, how she's doing at the moment and everything like that so amy would you mind introducing yourself hi yeah so i'm amy um i have ibd more colitis than cranes but a bit of both and also pyoderma gangrenosum um i have a stoma at the moment i got my stoma back in 2020 and yeah just kind of been coping with the stoma life after trying to have a reversal yeah uh, so because of, uh, 2020 was kind of the start of lockdowns, pandemic, was that hard, like like the stoma and get, getting like seen and stuff? Yeah, so my symptoms started at, like as soon as COVID hit and I went to the GP for like weeks and weeks saying like I have all these symptoms like blood, um, like fatigue and stuff and they just diagnosed me with hernias and sent me away and then in I think it was September I had to go to A and E because two weeks of just being really really ill, and then three weeks after that I ended up with a stoma. So my diagnosis was all very quick, and mm. I kind of I was never really on treatments for very long. It was all very sudden. Yeah. So so you say you've diagnosed kind of in twenty twenty. Yeah. So the end of twenty twenty I was kind of diagnosed, and then three weeks after got a stoma. Yeah, pretty fast. Um, yeah, it was very fast. <laughs> yeah, did not know what was happening at the time. Yeah, like w- w- was that the first time you've heard of IBD as well, like Crohn's and colitis, when you got diagnosed? Yeah, I had absolutely no idea what IBD was, and then suddenly I was kind of diagnosed with it, and I had no idea what a stoma was, and then I woke up with one basically. I mean, I was told what was kind of going to happen before, but when they said you'll have a bag on your stomach. I didn't expect anything like a stoma bag. <laughs> and I kind of woke up and was very surprised at what it looked like and stuff. Yeah, yeah it was it was a massive shock, but it has saved my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear it does save a lot, saves lots of people's lives. And like, um, it's, it, it's, it's good it does that. Like, um, because like, so because you're on a stoma, does that mean you don't take any like me, 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 medication? <laughs> Um, well, for my colitis, no, I don't take any uh, medications anymore. Like, I haven't had any flare-ups, but for I also have pyoderma gangrenosum, which is like a skin disease related, not related, but it's caused by the colitis. And I have to take medications for that because, well, I'm not on any at the moment, but I'm starting one next week, actually, um, to stop it spreading because it's like a, it sounds weird, it's a flesh-eating disease and yeah to stop it spreading basically yeah that, that, it, it doesn't sound fun but um what that that's what the annoying thing when you have ibd you can catch other things can't you like um separate diseases um, yeah upon having Crohn's or colitis mm-hmm. yeah it's very tricky <laughs> yeah so did you have that before you was diagnosed with ibd or was that after no so that came about after I had my surgery, all my wounds broke down and nothing would heal. I had like fistulas, abscesses, and no one knew where it was coming from. And then I saw like I saw lots of dermatologists, specialists trying to work out what it was. And in the end, I'm seeing a specialist at, um, in London and I've been diagnosed with pyoderma gangrenosum, which is, yeah, the reason all this has broken down. But yeah, I had no idea before that I had any of this. It was only after surgery, only quite recently actually that I've been seeing a specialist for it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it must be hard having that as well as like IBD. Yeah, I mean that's the main problem at the moment. The IBD is kind of the my stoma has sorted quite a lot of that out. So that's the main issue at the moment. The pyoderma. Yeah, yeah, like it, it is. It is very hard um because like um like it's hard i guess to speak about it as well because 
um not many people maybe not understand it if they don't have it themselves yeah no it's it really is an invisible illness as you probably know yeah yeah because uh, too you mentioned um like the, 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 this, this the skin uh like disease that you just said oh, i never really heard of it and um there's some other things unless you don't speak about it you won't know yeah no that's true i've never i'd never heard of it and i think lots of like my gp's never heard of it it's a very rare skin disease to have and it's very like no one really knows how to treat it so that's why i kind of have to go out to london and see like the specialists and stuff but yeah it's quite it's quite a tricky one to manage but yeah so, yeah managing it so ne next week you're going like for an appointment to see like uh, is that for like to see what to do next with it yeah so starting treatments for that and just kind of it's kind of a wait and see if they'll work really yeah I, 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 have you not started any like um treatment yet like or are you, you going to just it's like this is this gonna be your first treatment yeah no this will be my first treatment since like before I got my stoma when I tried treatments for it was I think two weeks I was on treatment so this is all my first treatment since then really yeah so fingers crossed that you get yeah. a good treatment for it yeah thank you <laughs> yeah because um it's 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 annoying when you say like because it's something rare like especially if, maybe if you go to for like IBD kind of appointments because I think they may focus on maybe more of your IBD than maybe someone else because it's not in yeah. there it's not in there for, um kind of knowledge maybe yeah no definitely everything's kind of if they don't know what it is it they think it will be IBD <laughs> yeah yeah um but like with, with IBD and, and stuff did you kind of um like soon like when you were diagnosed what what like um what was you kind of um did you struggle to kind of speak out and talk to people about it or, will, or was you quite open up about it like straight away yeah no I didn't like talk to anyone about it I mean I got my stoma very soon after I was diagnosed like weeks after and then I didn't say to anyone like no one knew I had a stoma for a year after until I start I tried to get a reversal in uh, about a year ago now a year and a bit ago and for a year I did not talk to anyone that I had a stoma like even my best friends that had absolutely no idea <laughs> I think probably two people knew that I was very self-conscious about it which is stupid now I think about it because it was just like a lifesaver basically I couldn't have been alive without it so I don't know why I was so ashamed of it but I think that's quite a big thing like people need to be like aware of stomas and stuff mm. so I like I love it if I go on Instagram and see like someone showing off their stoma and I'm like oh why couldn't I have done that but I mean I do it now so yeah, yeah that's definitely improved my mindset with it I see people all the time doing that like on Instagram like showing their stoma off and raising awareness and I think it's really yeah, good yeah no I think that's really good yeah I wish I kind of did that when I first got a stoma but mm. I'm doing it now too <laughs> yeah you kind of got the confidence maybe from seeing other people do it yeah no definitely yeah um but um like it it is it, like uh, it's good in a way that in a way it happens so fast because like the stuff like we're getting diagnosed because sometimes it does take a while doesn't it like for some people to take ages to get diagnosed but I think when you get diagnosed pretty quickly it helps like um with things yeah no definitely like I've heard some people's diagnosis have taken like ages and they've been like my um friend has IBD and her diagnosis took ages and she was so ill throughout it it's just it's horrible so yeah I'm quite lucky that I got diagnosed very quickly yeah I, I was I'd say I was pretty I diagnosed pretty quickly as well um but I had to get fight well, I'd fight to get appointments and stuff because I wasn't going to get seen um they, they were gonna wait another like three months to get because they give me an appointment to get seen yeah. and and if I did wait those three months um I don't know what would happen because I was in so much pain. I was, um, and what they said, if I didn't, if I, if I did wait those three months, I wouldn't need a surgery. 
or something. Um, so um, I had surgery before, but it's not for Crohn's. Um, but I imagined when you have the like, like people have stomas, because I, I remember having surgery before, it's almost like you're you, you go to sleep and you're really fast nap and then you're just waking up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that you've been in there probably hours um like them put doing stuff um and, and stuff so anyway it's it's pretty cool well it's not it's not cool but it's cool that it, it's done like so fast in it yeah in, in a way yeah it's good it does give you a good nap like i've had 14 stomach surgeries now all related to it and every time i'm like oh, it's just another nap <laughs> yeah but um I think you're always the fear if, like, if you don't wake up, I think, for people that have surgery in general, um, don't you? Yeah. No, it's it's scary. Like, you do hear horror stories, and it does, when you do have to have surgery, it is scary. So, I mean, like, getting a diagnosis so you don't have to get surgery is so important. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the two things, when I found about what Crohn's was, and then you go home and you look up at what it was, the two things I feared at the start were like surgery and um like stoma bag because like seeing lots of people in the RPG community that have them that uh, they save yeah. lives but um I always feel like getting Crohn's diagnosis is hard but um you kind of learn you have to try and accept it and then as it goes on like maybe not so much in your case because you didn't have much time to I guess. Deal with maybe the Crohn's diagnosis after because you got three weeks between them, so it wasn't a lot of time. So you kind of had to. Uh, it must have been really hard because like you get diagnosed and three weeks later you you have you have stoma. Yeah, no, it was it was very quick, but I mean, I guess that's good in a way that I didn't have time to like mm. I don't know search up all about like IBD and get all worried about it. But then obviously it was a huge shock, and I think that's. The reason I did try to get reversed like a year later because I wasn't expecting it. I had no idea how to deal with it, so I just wanted it gone basically. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it's it's quite cool though, like the IBD community. Cause I didn't know how many people actually had Crohn's, like because I never knew. I didn't know Crohn's or IBD or colitis before I diagnosed it. When you see lots of people share their stories, you kind of feel that you you want to take part or something <laughs> yeah own. no definitely so like when I um when I first got my stoma I didn't know anyone and I didn't really look for anyone I had like I was on this Facebook group of like stoma support but it wasn't very useful to be honest and now since I kind of I had my reversal and it failed and I've been really ill the past year um, I'm a lot better now but it has been a very rough time and like during that I found loads of people on like Instagram and loads of people that had IBD and lots of people had tried reversals and had successful reversals and it just like opened up a massive community like I really recommend if you do have IBD like reaching out to these groups on like Instagram like you find a lot of young people with them and yeah it's just really useful yeah yeah it's it's really cool because like you meet so many good people don't you like um yeah um especially Instagram like um I'd say it's the one social media that that does do that um I guess Facebook's more private so and, and, like you have the Facebook groups that that, that you can go on like Crohn's and Colitis UK and and other stuff like that which is it's it's really cool but it's 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 good to take part and like um they're always I've never like especially on Instagram never no one's been really mean that has had Crohn's or has Crohn's and colitis, they're all really um, um, nice. Yeah, like, there's such as, I'm on an Instagram group with, I think there's 20-odd people on there. I don't I don't know how many. But they're also supportive. If anyone has any questions, literally, they just ask on there. Like, nothing's TMI. Nothing's, like, too hard to ask. <laughs> if you need help, you just ask. And you actually get really good advice that's really helpful. Because it's, like, people that have been through the same things you have, so... Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, it, I think it's really helpful when you're in those groups because I, I, I've been in a few groups as well, um, and it took a while for me to kind of, I guess, speak to people about it. Like, um, I didn't properly speak about it maybe 
2020 actually um when because i was diagnosed in 2017 um oh, wow. yeah um and a while ago then yeah well ago <laughs> it doesn't seem a long time though yeah no, um, it doesn't. <laughs> um but yeah i was diagnosed then um and i was at school i was in year 11 at school that at that time um and it was um i guess it was pretty tough um get up because I, I didn't know what was going on i just thought it was a sickness bug or something um yeah. i didn't think anything of it and until um i had a really bad burning sensation feeling in my stomach but i had a bad pain and then eventually i couldn't eat and and stuff like that and then one i think one morning well what I, in the middle of the night, like three AM, I had to go to the hospital because I was in too much pain and stuff. Um, and I thought I'd wait the whole night. I, I didn't get seen until the morning, so I might as well just try and sleep. Wow. I mean, I bet that was so hard dealing with it all at school as well. Yeah, and it was like exams as well, like like um mm. around that kind of thing. And I was in this drama group where I was um like in like in my year. They changed like the drama course where it was more English than drama, but you still did little bits of drama, and the, only a few of us got chosen for whole the whole year, um, and I was one of them, and I I had to miss maybe two three weeks I think, um, wasn't too long, but uh, just to get a diet di I got diagnosed that time, had a nice stay in the hospital, <laughs> um, so yeah I, I don't know, but it didn't take me till. Properly, I had to. Of course, I had to say to people, maybe I've I've got I've got Crohn's. I'm not. I don't know what this is. I've I, I had to tell people who who needed to know that I had Crohn's, but I wouldn't I properly share my story until kind of 2020. I decided to um like create an Instagram page um because what I thought. Hang on a minute. I I just I. I just typed Crohn's or IBD in the search bar on Instagram, and then you got half a dozen people sharing the stories, and I thought that I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, it is really cool, and it's just like it creates awareness. It's yeah, it's a really good thing to do. Yeah, and then I, I think it's good, and and like more more so now, you've got more maybe well known like celebrities um who share their Crohn's stories. Like you've got um um you've got Dynamo yeah. Uh, he, he's got I think I'm not sure he's got Crohn's he's got he might have Crohn's um you've got actors you've got um other people so it's 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 it's, it's really cool that these kind of people speak out because I, I guess they help um people that are um maybe not as confident yeah no it is really good yeah um but I think I think now do 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 you think once you've kind of had maybe Crohn's a couple of years, you kind of think um, it's it's good like when you share your story um, because like you you may it's always good to help maybe one person even if you might not know them um, it's good to help um, anyone you can. Sorry, it cut out. You've just come back. Um. Oh. <laughs> I said, um, do you, do you think it's good when you may share your story and or like if you don't know the people, but if it helps one person, that's a really good thing. Yeah, no, I think it's really good people sharing their story. It's like it just kind of like people have been through the same thing and need support with it. And yeah, I I think it's a really good thing when people like share what they've been through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like it's good to make friends. I, I think you meet really good people as well, don't you? Like when, when you yeah said, you do you really do <laughs> yeah um but have ha have you um like um like because like you've diagnosed in 2020 did the kind of pandemic have a, a, a like an impact on um maybe getting diagnosed or or anything um not really we're getting diagnosed because i was diagnosed in a &E, so it was all very quick but in hospital, I was in hospital the first time for six weeks and obviously visiting was very restricted. So luckily I was I was six, no, I was 17 at the time, but I was on an adult ward. And because I was still a child, they let my mum come in every day for an hour. 
but for everyone else they couldn't have visitors or it was once every three days so for a lot of people it was very hard during covid and yeah, yeah so visiting was restricted yeah lots of things were very restricted during covid like especially in the hospitals yeah yeah it, 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 it's it was a very really hard time at the start but i i always say for people who were who are maybe with coronavirus or in that compromise i think that was the best time like especially at the start for people to actually do stuff like go out and stuff because i think now it's much more harder because of course there's no restrictions anymore it's, it's more harder for people yeah definitely yeah it's 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 one of those things <laughs> yeah yeah um but would you say talk about your story kind of class as like a hobby sorry pardon i didn't hear that would you say like you know when you share your story like and talk about like your journey and that, like growing to class would you say that would be classed as a hobby um i wouldn't really say a hobby but i kind of i don't know i started my page when i had a reversal um about a year ago maybe a year and a bit ago and it's kind of just i got very ill after that and i had a lot of surgery and like my j pouch didn't work um and a lot of people kind of were just kept asking how i was and stuff and then i found a lot of people that were kind of going through the same thing so i started the page and i guess it's kind of become a hobby just kind of like making content not really making content but kind of updating like however how i've been like seeing how other people have been so yeah i guess it's kind of a hobby but kind of just something i like doing yeah yeah it's it's good like um i never thought i'd do it either <laughs> yeah i mean you, um, you've created the whole podcast it's really yeah good. yeah like i think the pure reason i created it because i created it in 2020 as well um was because i was bored and i was indoors and like it's the start of the lockdown and stuff and i yeah. i didn't i didn't know what a podcast was really at the start and i uh like it wasn't that it wasn't that um hard to create either really um but the but the cool thing is is a cut like well maybe four or five people that have come on have actually decided to create their own podcast um um if it's about if it's about crones if it's about something else that um i um people come on there talk about um i think i think it's really cool but people decide to do it because it is good it's it's fun because if you create your own one you kind of decide what you want to do and well when you want an episode to go out how often you want to do it so it's it's very it's fun but i guess it helps like especially at the start of um maybe lockdown like talk to people like this um and it's a cool thing to do meeting people as well really yeah no it is a good thing to do and i've listened to quite a few podcasts and like people um, created them for like lighters, crones, and things, and they are really useful to like listen to. Yeah, it it is good. It is it is good to do because um, like like you say, you, you meet different people from like you hear some people's similar experiences to yourself. Um, like I I I used to be on the drug called and called um infliximab, like fusions. Oh yeah. Um, I I was on it for a year, and I know someone's been on it for about nearly five years now. Oh, wow. and, yeah, uh, no, I was on Fleximab for a few months and <laughs> didn't go well. Yeah, like um, what what was your kind of reason for not working? Um, so that was when after my reversal happened and my pyoderma kicked in. So my reversal was an absolute disaster. The J pouch didn't function. No one knew why, and I started getting fistulas and abscesses and. I went on Infliximab to like slow that down and every time I had an infusion I got so ill afterwards and yeah in the end they were just like it's doing more harm than good really so yeah, yeah. wasn't on it for very long. Yeah F- fish is on nice. I, I've, I've, yeah no. Yeah I've had one really since I was diagnosed um it's always there but just not as like as noticeable as before because um before um it caused constipation like you go to the toilet and it's really hard to go and stuff like that um 
But yeah, that, 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 especially as one of those things that don't often get spoken about really as much as other things yeah. in the, within the IBD community. Yeah, I mean, my fissure was really weird. So I had this big midline wound that had broken down. And because of my pyoderma, it was continuously breaking down. And then suddenly I started having like my stoma output coming out of my midline wound. And I was like, what is this? And then I went to the hospital, like, oh, it's a fistula. And I was like, what is a fistula? So yeah, that was another surprise. I just thought my bag was leaking for a good week before I realised it was actually coming out of a wound in my stomach. Yeah. Which, yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> yeah. It is It is very, um, it's not great, fishers. Like, um, they affect everyone, everyone differently, I think, as well. Um, yeah. um, like, mine, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny story now, but it wasn't funny at the time. Like, um, I think this was even before I was diagnosed. Um, as well, uh, like this, it might even been when I was diagnosed. I can't often remember because it was a little, a little while ago. <laughs> um, yeah. but what happened was I felt something weird, like on my bum. And what happened is I went to a lot of local doctor surgery, and the, and I asked the doctor, "Can you have a look?" Um, and then she she never did. She 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 never had a look because she said, "I don't want you to be uncomfortable." But um, I I. I didn't. My mum was with me in that, and I said like, um, like in my mind, I was thinking, of course, I probably am going to be uncomfortable, but you get comfortable with a lot of things within Crohn's and stuff. So, yeah. I, it's, it's I'll be I'm kind of used to it. And then, like, um, she, the, the nurse or doctor, um, never did look, and because she didn't look, it got worse. Um, um, and I ended up, my consultant ended up looking at it when I had a meeting with him um, and he he said it's, it's a fish stone of course a lot like you I don't know where it was <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of think a fish I don't know what you're talking about um, um, and then they tell me it's some tunnel kind of thing that, that can that can really badly affect you and, and cause problems um, so I I think they, they, they took they gave me some sort of medication for it to con control it, um, but um, I I I know people who have it really bad have to have like the sort of kind of kind of not sort of operation, some sort of like procedure where that they that they, they have to do something with it. But yeah, they're not friendly. Yes, yeah. So when my um reversal failed and like all the fistulas came up, I had like surgery on the fistula to kind of close it when my patch was taken out. So I'm not sure what they did, but they kind of, they closed the tunnel or like sewed it together or something. Mm. I was, yeah, I was not with it when they explained it to me. But yeah. Yeah. Because you get, you can get multiple, can't you? Of them. Yeah. And they can spread, not spread, but they can get worse quite easily, I think. Yeah. And especially like, if you like running, like fitness and stuff like that, I, um, they can really affect it like um if you're like sweating and stuff it it can make it really ache I yeah think. um so yeah but um it's good when you it's i always think when you're like with ibd it's good to see things early like if you can and then they resolve because if you um like for officials for example like um if it prolongs it it, it gets worse and you can't do things and and stuff like that and it worries you yeah no it is tricky you do need to kind of at least try catch things early and just yeah and also with the uh, like health it does take a long time to get an appointment like that's not anyone's fault it's not like the hospital's fault but it's just a fact of life it takes yeah. a while so catching it early is definitely a good thing yeah yeah it's, it's annoying really when when you have to wait um well, like to get appointments but like yeah like you say it's life <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately but um like um yeah but uh but the, the only thing I don't like is it's when the uh, like uh you know when you have appointments and you you get there on time and they are late so and then like in the past I think I've waited like maybe two even two three hours late for an appointment that I'm only in there for five minutes and <laughs> yeah no, I've had that. I've waited like hours for appointments that last like ten minutes. 
Yeah. But I mean, normally it's worth the wait, but when it isn't, it's so like, oh, that was a waste of time. Yeah, if they're saying something's fine, uh, and like if, if everything's okay, but like it's okay, but like like you say, if something bad's happened or something's gone wrong, uh, you kind of feel the worst a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I think. The good thing is, um, is 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 when you you see these and and you get answers because you rather get answers than not get seen at all. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I have a surgeon; he's absolutely amazing. And when I have problems, I I go to him straight away, and he just gets me straight away. When I had all my um problems with my reversal and my J pouch not functioning, like I was septic quite a lot of the times I had a tear in the pouch and they didn't realize this till they did a CT and that she saw the tear but I was just getting so ill so quickly and I think if it wasn't for him like literally just getting me in straight away like I probably wouldn't be here yeah it's good to have people and, like yeah. that though yeah I mean my surgeon is a godsend he's amazing yeah yeah so catching it early and actually getting help early is really good yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's always good to catch things early um like it, it, even if when diagnosis for example if, if you see something that's, that's wrong like that that, that 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 could be a problem it's good to see but it's hard when you don't know what it is but but now you do know like about crohn's osteoarthritis ibd you're mild maybe aware of things that could potentially happen or or something just to yeah. check out yeah, I mean, like, I think there's been a lot more awareness about it recently. Like, I saw um, Crohn's and Clitus Awareness Week. Uh, I had no idea that even existed till I actually had the disease. Mm. So, yeah, and, like, lots of my friends, like, know about it because I've been, like, putting stuff in my stories. They all kind of, they're all aware of, like, what kind of Crohn's and Clitus is, where I don't think they were before. So, yeah, I mean, just, like, the Awareness Week, for example, is just really good to like get people if they do have problems they might see the symptoms on like one of these um instagram posts be like oh maybe i have that then then get a doctor's appointment and try to catch it early i do really like the awareness week though um it is really good um well it's december isn't it every year um and then of course you have ibd day in may um so you've got all it's, it's good because all I see within when it is Crohn's and Clitus Awareness Week, every year I see like Instagram is always filled with it. Like everyone, yeah, more no, than it's, normal. It's more everywhere. Than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like um, I don't even see anything else. It's just Crohn's, uh, IBD. Like I, I, I always try. Like each year I've taken part since my diagnosis, I've been okay to do stuff for it. Like I haven't been ill or anything. Um, so I've always tried. So. Every year I try to do something each day, if it's like a post or something, just raise an awareness of it. Yeah. Which is it's great because I, I think I even talk about um fishers. So because like like we said, not many people I guess not many people speak about it because it's a personal thing, isn't it? Like it's not something that you're gonna normally speak about other than like maybe your friend like you may speak about, um, like when you got diagnosed or, or something like that, but fish is more kind of personal. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, I think I have a, I my fistula was very different to, like a normal kind of fistula, so I'm a bit more open about it. But mm. yeah, I know I understand what you mean. Yeah, like um, not, I, like and it is. It, I'm not gonna say like the advice about like um, like like you you could talk about, it, but it's hard. There's certain. It's not just that, but with um. Crohn's IBD as a whole there's certain things that um are personal which uh, yeah um, yeah like there are definitely taboo topics like there's a lot of stuff that I would never like talk to anyone about like only kind of me and my surgeon would talk about it like I wouldn't talk about it to anyone else because it's just TMI but yeah there are a lot of taboo topics in Crohn's colitis I mean right not rightfully so but it's understandable because it's a very like personal kind of disease yeah like um, I don't go on about it to my friends because like I don't have it, and I, I, they all they need to know is I have Crohn's. Like 
I'm not going to tell yeah. them the ins and outs. They probably know about <laughs> a little bits about it because of me, but... <laughs> yeah, but they don't need to know the details. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to know certain things. Um, They just need to know. All I really care for the people that know about it is that, like, my friends or just people, is that people just need to be, like, aware of people that have it. Um and like people who are in a compromise as well, like they may not want to, they may not be able to. People coronavirus clients might not be able to meet every week, kind of thing. Or yeah, no, that's so true. I mean, lots of I'm lucky. My friends are really understanding with it, but lots of people like if you cancel plans when you're ill, because I mean, it, the thing is with like IBD, one day you can be fine, the next day you can be really not well. So. Like when I was ill, I cancelled plans left, right, and centre absolutely all the time. And like my friends must have got so annoyed with me, but I'm very lucky they were very understanding. But yeah, it's tricky kind of, yeah, making plans and stuff. It's very hard. Like I've made travelling plans all for last year, had to cancel all of them. Also made some for this year and because of the pyodome, I've had to cancel them. So it's a lot. And kind of know a bit about it at least. Yeah, yeah, it's really annoying, isn't it, when you have to cancel plans or holidays and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, the amount of things I've cancelled is is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like I, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I had a holiday booked to go to Amsterdam that had to get cancelled, and then I, in twenty twenty, um, I booked to go to Barcelona, um, and. I cancelled it because of COVID. So that one wasn't to do with my Crohn's. It was okay. I was, I was ready to go. and um, But um, I ended up going to Scotland. That was actually oh, yeah. after my diagnosis. I went, I went to Edinburgh. Um, so that was in, I think, 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. So that, that was my first holiday on the plane as well. So that, oh, was, really, wow. that was really cool. But the thing... Oh. I, like a couple of days, I went to went to Twitter and it my, the, the pain was like blood, and I thought everything was okay, which is why I went. So, um, like every now and then, still I'll get blood and stuff, but it's like a normal thing <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah, you get used to it, I guess. Yeah, and then after that, I went in twenty nineteen to to Toulouse in France, um, and then I thought, oh, I want to book another one for the following year, like. 2020 Barcelona and no, I can't do that now. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I, I was supposed to start university last year as so well. I had a place, I had my accommodation, I even got like stuff to prepare for it and couldn't go. I had a lot more. Well, I think I had three more operations when I was I was supposed to go in September and then September was the, the month I had like my protocolectomy to make my stoma permanent and stuff. So there was no chance I was going. <laughs> so yeah, I mean lots of things get cancelled it's yeah yeah it's tricky very crazy like um i i i i, I did manage after like two years i did manage to go on a little holiday next, last year which wasn't like out like abroad or anything or like on a plane i, I just chose to go to like wells uh like cardiff uh for a little holiday and then i went to cornwall and um I went to Liverpool as well. So I I went to a few different places. Um yeah. but um so I, I could do a couple of things because you can do lots of things in it like England, um, more than you think, I guess, than than going on holiday on the plane somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Like it's a lot safer to go if you're not well, like go away in England instead of abroad. I mean, yeah. how do you find like going away with having Crohn's? Um, I don't I don't mind it if like I, I had to take my because I, I take Humira injections every two weeks so when I went to Cornwall I had to take it and I had to do it when I was on holiday unfortunately um, yeah that's a shame and whenever I, that, that, that's the only thing I bear in mind like if I did go like on holiday I'd want to do a, maybe the week that I doing it because I don't worry really, I don't really want to take that medication with me there and I think the thing I always fear, if I do go, like, maybe on a plane somewhere, if something did properly go wrong with my Crohn's, like, I'm going to go into a hospital that no one knows who I am, and I, I would 
not really like that because they don't know me and they might do something different than maybe my hospital does where I, where I live. So um, yeah. I find that hard. Um, um, I, the, the thing that actually that worries me, I think probably worries a lot of people, you know, when you got like you you're at the, like you're at the airport and then you've got to put all your like uh cases on like the uh the tray and stuff and take your phone out and then you've got to wait till you're scanned and stuff like that and then you, you kind of run to try and find where it is uh, <laughs> um where, where everything is which worries a lot of people but um especially my first one I think I was thinking what are you doing what got to that for <laughs> yeah oh yeah I know like also in airports like taking things lots of people have to take medication and also with the statement you have to put all your supplies in your hand luggage because if your bag gets lost you're yeah you're screwed basically so yeah you need to put all your stuff in your hand luggage if you have medications in your hand luggage and then all the people at the airport just kind of question it a bit and it's it gets awkward <laughs> but yeah it's something you have to do really yeah and especially like if if you have a case or something that they you put they put in like the boot of the plane, um that 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 gets sent, um, that 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 gets sent to um the place, um like 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 the cases will get sent to the um like um well once you've arrived at your destination wherever you go on holiday. Um, they they send them to this kind of port or something, and, and you have to run so you find it because there's half a dozen cases on top of each other, and it's it's really hard to recognise maybe which one is yours if someone else has got a similar yeah. one. To you. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get the wrong one. <laughs> no, um, but I think that's the most stressful part, and then you got to try and enjoy yourself when you when you get to wherever you want to go. Yeah, I mean traveling with like IBD is tricky but I mean it can be done like lots of people I follow someone that um she lives in Thailand I think with a stoma and also Crohn's disease and she like she thrives out there but yeah it must it is difficult but it definitely can be done like IBD doesn't hold you back well obviously it does in some cases but mm. if you're like doing well you get the treatment right you're in remission like you can like live a normal life with it you can still do things like 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 you can still live a life like you say and yeah. like it, it's going to stop you doing certain things like it's yeah. going to, it's going to stop you maybe like meeting up with friends like like fatigue um like do you do, do 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 you get a lot of fatigue with with, with IBD um not as much I mean my um stoma has thankfully cured quite a lot of my IBD well most of it really but I yeah I still get very tired hmm. um but I, I don't have as many symptoms anymore which is very good it's just yeah the um skin symptoms yeah and yeah I mean after you've had a lot of like surgery hospital stay and procedures like you do get fatigue and stuff yeah. um but yeah luckily my stoma has cured quite a lot of it but uh yeah my friend has she has Crohn's at the moment and she does really struggle with fatigue and yeah it's it's very hard yeah it's it's hard for people to understand as well I guess because yeah. everyone does get fatigue um but Crohn's a little bit more than maybe someone who doesn't yeah, maybe, it's a uh, it's okay. a different kind of fatigue like, I remember when I was like struggling with the illness oh my god uh, I couldn't do anything having a shower was the most painful thing in the world <laughs> Yeah, you just feel tired all the time. Like if you even if you go out for a walk, um, and then you, you go you get home and then you just want to sleep maybe midway. Yeah. And when you don't want to, you don't. In your mind, you do not want to go to sleep, but you can't help it. Yeah, I used to have a little stool in my shower because I couldn't stand up in the shower for like the five minutes. <laughs> I had to sit on it, have a shower, and then flop onto the sofa and sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. It's 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 just one of those things. It's like it's hard. I've I've tried to explain it to people. Like I remember in, in college, I I I did. I I always say this situation because it really kind of reflects how people see it. And um, like they were just doing an indoor football competition, and I think I was the captain or something of my team. Um, 
And what happened was um, I that I got to the last game, but I was really tired. I, I thought I was going to fall asleep on like the chair um, when our team went playing. And then the teacher said, are you going to do it? And I said, no, I'm too tired. And I was a bit grumpy as well because I was really tired. And I felt like I did most of the work <laughs> for my team. Um, yeah. And um, which is why they probably wanted me to play. <laughs> um <laughs> And he, the teacher says, uh, "Are you gonna let your team down?" Because I said, "I, I can't do anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall asleep." And I said, "You don't understand. Like you say, you understand my crying, but you don't because if you're gonna try and make me do this, so I ended up doing it. I can't remember if my team lost or won, but for the point is, like the teacher didn't really understand. Um, yeah, I mean, it is hard for people to understand unless they kind of have been through it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty tough, but. Um, I went straight when I went home, but <laughs> yeah, I I very sore I was. Um, I'm doing it all, but yeah. Um, so with your stoma, is like so, is it like like a permanent one now? Is it like is it like forever, or is it one that, yeah. that you can not have it on forever? Yeah, no, it's permanent now. I tried to get it reversed last year. I was bent very badly, and then I got it back in probably last summer and then got it done permanently like the pouch out and the protocectomy and like they call it barbie butt surgery so i had that in september so yeah it's permanent now which is i'm i'm getting used to it i guess it was very hard to kind of accept at first because i'd always been i'm gonna go over so i won't have to live with the same forever but now it is forever so yeah, it, it takes a getting used to, but it's uh, good days and bad days, really. How, how did you feel when you, like, you found out that it was going to be forever, not having it? I mean, it was it was very hard, like, because like, I'd always thought it would be temporary. I was, I was distraught, basically. But, I mean, I was so ill trying to get the reversal. Like, I was in hospital pretty much in and out for a year. So... It's just kind of you have to think of the benefit it brings you, really. You can't think, oh, like I'm going to have a stoma forever. It's going to be awful. You have to think about what like kind of life was like before and like all the stuff your stoma has brought you. Like I can work now. I can run, go to the gym. Obviously, I still have these skin issues. But apart from that, I can do most things, which I would never, ever have been able to do with the reversal. So that's not saying don't get reversal because... For some people, it works amazingly, but yeah, yeah, just for me, it doesn't work at all. Yeah, it's well, it's it, like so. Would you say you're doing okay now, like w with your like IBD, like as? Yeah, know. like I'm doing really well now. It's only the kind of pyoderma ganglionosum that's causing mm. a lot of issues, but well, not a lot of issues, not a lot compared to before, but it's still, I've got a big abscess on my stomach which is extremely painful and I'm taking a lot of medication for it but IBD wise I'm doing better than ever like I've never been this well before in like the past three years probably yeah. or two years since 2020 three years, two years something like that yeah yeah um it's hard to believe it's 2023 now so <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy um I was, I was saying it um I think even like the other day to someone that um um, that I'll be saying that I um I've been diagnosed probably six years this year now, and I was thinking oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, six <laughs> um, years. I, I can't, I can't, I can't believe it. And, and I wasn't diagnosed to October, so technically it's not six years yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get to wait a little bit. Um, and my birthday is in September, so I was pretty fortunate when it all kicked in. All these symptoms happened like throughout the year. I I lost a lot of weight, so that that was the main kind of cause. And then couldn't eat what's on liquid drinks and stuff. Um so they they were the main things. But yeah, um and then um I'm I'm doing okay. Um but yeah, it's good like would you say like your hobbies then like I like fitness and like exercise and stuff? Mm, yeah, that's all my hobbies, literally sport. I used to play a lot of netball, I ride horses, I work at stables. Yeah, I go to the gym a lot. Well, not as much at the moment, but I used to go to the gym a lot. And yeah, sport is like my hobby. So when I couldn't do that due to illness, it was, yeah, it was very hard. I had to 
to kind of find new things to occupy myself. Mm. Yeah, uh, maybe one day, I mean, you'll be on the Grand National. <laughs> no, you never know, probably not. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've always wanted to ride a horse. Um, it's, it seems good fun. Yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah, it, it sounds it. But yeah, it, it's good that you have like a hobby like that you can do time to time. Um, yeah. when you feel like it mm, yeah it's a bit of a tricky one because if you're ill you can't ride a horse at all no. but yeah it's, it's it's but yeah it's always there I mean it's always a good thing to have definitely it is, it's, it's always a good thing to do um, by exercise well, when, you, when you feel it um, like you can um, yeah can't do it all the time, like, but you, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, but when you kind of feel it, um, it, I guess it's good for your mental health as well, like doing, yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, when you're well enough to exercise, it's so good for your mental health. But I mean, if you're not well enough, you do have to just rest. You can't do it, but hmm. yeah, then it kind of makes it even more rewarding when you can do it. I mean, yeah, like it. I guess if you're angry about something as well, like with maybe your IBD or or your uh um your 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 skin kind of um disease like if you're angry about any of those kind of things you can kind of take it out if you're doing maybe some like exercise if you go to a gym or even if you're going for a run or a walk um maybe it's not so much not a walk I don't think that would help but um <laughs> just something like maybe forceful or something yeah. when you do exercise punching bag <laughs> yeah boxing. yeah and punching bag or something. <laughs> Or maybe like the rowing machine, like you, 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 you're angry. You, 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 you want to really go, go around and around and around. Uh, so, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's always good ways to relieve stress. Yeah, and no, it's a good stress reliever. Definitely. Um. But um. Last thing before before we go, Amy, because it's been really awesome speaking to you about IBD, um, and like um, everything that we've spoken about, but um. Would you mind, like, if there's any advice that you would want to say? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like I have a lot of advice, but probably, um, like, if you feel something's wrong, like, get it checked out. Because, yeah, as we said earlier, like, catching things early is essential. So if you feel something's wrong, like, you're probably right. Something is wrong. It's not like your body knows what it's kind of capable of and if it doesn't feel right then there's probably something is wrong um I don't know what else probably yeah with a stoma um like for people with stomas that are really struggling to accept it just kind of remember what it does for you remember that it allows you to do so many things that you can do before um yeah that's probably I don't know I probably have a lot more advice but I just can't think of it right now well that's it's a really good advice because like just go with your gut feeling um I think that that's really good advice um but um well I hope you've enjoyed it Amy because it's been really awesome speaking to you about um yeah thank you so much for having me on here it's been great yeah, it's been it's been really fun, and to to anyone who is listening, we hope you can like relate um as well um and and that you like us chatting about IBD, Crohn's colitis, and everything that we just we spoke about. So <laughs> thank you, Amy. It's been awesome. <laughs>